Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Snapping on the track like the illest conductor with no contradiction. I brought my thought to the table. Fact and never fiction. Fuck a fable. Ready and willing. You better believe that I'm able to spit fire through these lines faster than fiber optic cable. I'm gone. That's the shit I be on. That's what I love doing. That's the hip hop I love. And guess what? I also love to turn the fuck up and have fun too. Do what you love. And fuck your wife. <laughs> My wife. I'll be honest with you, dude. <laughs> what? You're rusty. We haven't. No, 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 no. You feel good. You're going to no. rush this. I'm a, I'm a professional. And I will show up and show out. No, I was going to say... Um, I hope it involves the intro to the podcast. Okay, I, I can do it. I can do okay, it. Okay, cool. What, what was that? Tornado! <laughs> Everybody get down. Did you see that? What symbol is that? What is, what is this, you know, you, What do you think you are, the third base guy that goes waves people <laughs> into home? What was that? We're at the high mat. I'm a, J- Dave, help. Heimlich. We're at the Heimlich Maneuver <laughs> here in Hollywood, California. Uh, bring him in. We're in Germany. Say something quick. David, say something. Say, say where we're at right now. It's a nice place. Oh, my God. Well, see, look how close it. <laughs> this is the high mat. This is a um, nice little members only gym club. Super nice space. So we're nice enough to give us their private. All right, get the. the I don't like. Off. I don't like this intro. He's too Why? monotone. He's too. Well, I'm not you, screaming like thank you. Thank you. Do every it. Day. Yeah. Do welcome it. to high mat. Well, <laughs> great spot. They gave us a spot to shoot the podcast at. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's fantastic. So, yeah, it's we awesome. we worked out right before this. Did some abs. Mike did the elliptical. Proud of you for doing getting physical, Mike. Um, and I, I have to be honest with you, I, I need to be inspired today. Yeah. I, I, I want to be inspired. Right. Yeah. Thanks, George. <laughs> well, what, what would, ins- what would inspire you? I just feel like our guest yeah, that, that would- is, that is arriving shortly is like an inspiring guy. Like I've seen him on TV, like being inspiring, saying ins- inspiring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we been- <laughs> Welcome back to Impulsive, <laughs> the number one podcast in the world. Thank you guys for listening, watching, viewing, and subscribing. If you have not subscribed yet, please hit that subscribe button. As far as I know, at the time of recording this podcast, I don't know if y'all know this, we are very close to 4 million subscribers. Whoa, let's go. Yeah, very, like, like probably boys, 20, 30,000 away. Boys only is coming out before this one. We're going to do I, it. I, I accounted for that in my math. Oh, oh you, think, uh-huh. you I think, think we're still not going to be there? I think we're, I, my guess is we're going to be like 20K away by the time this episode comes out. Wow. Yeah, it's a big deal. So 4 million subscribers, we do love you guys. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, is our guest here? Who's that guy? Logic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There he is. There he is. So wait, so did you want to say make sure you like or subscribe? I don't know. I don't, just I don't, say I don't, something. I, don't, I, I just want everybody to know he came in and shook everyone's hand. Everyone. What a gentleman. That's what I'm saying. He's what that a kind gentleman. of guy. Dude. He's that kind of guy. He, just, just for clarity, he brought an entourage with him. What's up, baby? How you doing? He brought like 30, 40 people. We, they're still coming in the door, dude. Yeah. There was, there was a lady that showed up here 40 minutes ago. She's like, I'm here for logic. Just want to make sure we know exactly where to go. You're serious. Sorry I'm late. My wife got in a car accident and I've been dealing with a bunch of shit. Are you oh, okay? God. Is she okay? Fine. Everything's fine. 
It's a solid, ex- ex- like not even excuse or solid reason. Not really. My girl's in the hospital right now, so. You were late too? I left her at the hospital. Oh, yeah. Also, hold on. You're seven minutes late, man. This is not <laughs> bad at all. <laughs> Actually, I was an hour early. Where, where were you hanging out? I've been in that fucking room like this whole time. Like, but then I had to talk to my wife. Like, she's okay? She's fine. You're a cool guy, man. I try, I try to be. Is there water? Yeah. We got, well, not water. We have prime. prime. Can I have some water? Damn it. Uh, Thank you so much for having me, dude. Thanks for coming. I'm hyped. Thank you. Thank you guys. This is dope. I'm very jealous of your um of your beard growing capability. Oh, I appreciate that. It comes with consequences. TSA is very difficult. Uh That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Can you grow a beard? Yeah, no. No, no, no. No, if I grow facial hair, I look like a fucking rapist. And it really? sucks. Yeah, because, yeah. That would suck. <laughs> oh, like, my God. It's not even, thank you very much. You're thank welcome. you. I appreciate it. What do you think about that guy that just gave I think water. he's a gentleman, and I feel like a fucking asshole because he walked in my room, and I was, like, in the middle of a conversation, and I was like, yo, I'm sorry. And I shook his hand, but I was like, I'm in the middle of a conversation right now. This is how it Yeah. I, no, not, not at all. I'm just about my shit. I was just like, yo, I have to finish this conversation. Did you have the AirPods in? No, no, I was talking to a human being. You had the toothpick. Like in, he doesn't know what of, that is. He, he, he tried to interrupt the conversation? No, he was doing his fucking job, and he was like, it's time to go. And I was like, I feel you, but I'm going to finish my conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love what you're doing, though. No, but he said what he said was smooth. and you know. Yeah, he that's not like. Hey, hey, thanks for this water, man. <laughs> you're the shit. I, I wrote an intro for you. Do you want to hear it? What do you mean, like, to introduce me? Our guest today is one of the most successful rappers of our generation. He's got a new al- album out called Vinyl Days, and he's starting a co-headlining tour with Wiz Khalifa. He's also the proud dad of a two-year-old boy. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Logic, Bobby Logic. Uh, Bobby Logic. Thank you, man. That's very sweet. I feel like I'm holding this water weird. <laughs> it's very dainty, the way you're holding it. Like, it was almost like it was a Yes, darling. <laughs> Your hand was a tabletop. Um, I fucking have recorded so many songs on these mics, these SM7s. Great good microphone. Good mics. Thriller yeah. On Michael Jackson recorded Thriller. Yeah. Dude. You said the same thing just now? Yep. Cool. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so, I'm so happy to be here, though. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting vibe, man. We're, uh, we're, we're a little rusty. We're coming off like a month of not filming. Yeah. And so... And so you know, this is our first podcast back. And, and, and in the same vein, actually. So you retired for basically the amount of time that I did. That's it, yes. Nice. <laughs> did, did, you, did you really retire, by the way? I did, but it was like a, uh, your 20s. 20s are weird. 20s is like a time where you're trying to find, find yourself. And, you know, I, I got a line on a song that's not even out yet, but I said something that uh, acceptance is, is a drug. And in my 20s, I was ODing. And it's like, this is a real thing. You want to be accepted. You want to be loved by everybody especially as artists and creatives like dude we want to be loved by everybody and that's just not realistic and once i finally came to terms with that and understood that um i was ready to kind of get the fuck out of the i can cuss right yeah okay pussy i was i was just ready to (laughs) to get the fuck out of like all the bullshit i just wanted to raise my boy and while i was doing that i was making a lot of music so then i was like well obviously i'm still making music because it's therapeutic and i love it so well, what's going on here? And then I realized what I really wanted to retire from or kind of, in a sense, have was just the bullshit of the internet, just the negative comments and the, the, the world of enough, you know, not good enough, hood enough, black enough, rich enough, this enough, that enough, dope enough, whatever the fuck enough is. And I looked in the, in the mirror and said, not only have I had enough, I am enough. 
And then I was like, I'm back, bitch, vinyl days. <laughs> and there it is. Was that was that desire to be accepted uh, something that you can trace back to your personal life prior to being an artist? Like, was that something that you that you struggled with? Like a lot of people did, uh, like do their whole lives. Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't like Jack Harlow, like in school, like oh the girls didn't really fuck with me like that, like da da da. It wasn't like that. Also, shout out to Jack Harlow, love Jack. That's the homie. What I'm saying is, it was like my mother. You know what I'm saying? And like my dad and the neglect and growing up in a household of like both of my parents being crack addicts and alcoholics and drug addicts. And my mother was a prostitute and my brothers sold drugs to our dad and were in gangs and shot. Did some shit I ain't going to say on camera and X, Y, Z. Like that's that was a difficult thing. And not having that acceptance or a stable foundation from my own parents was very difficult the easy part was being accepted you know being this black white boy being being a biracial kid who in my hood and where i grew up and with all my brothers and sisters and everybody i was just me and it was what it was that was amazing i was always accepted for who i for who i am and then i think getting into hip-hop it's a lot of people telling you you are this and they get mad and the vein in their head explodes you're not no this thing you say you are, no, you're not. No, you're not. And then for a long time, I, I cared so much. Now I'm just like, man, eat a dick. Yes, I am. <laughs> this is me. Fuck you. I'm getting this money. I'm paid. You're mad at me because I'm successful. Nah, fuck your life. And it's a yeah, powerful place to be. <laughs> I like it now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the best. You can be comfortable in your own skin. You know who you are. You know what you're doing. You know how you're going to get there. Or maybe you don't, but you're still doing it regardless. I, yeah. I'm curious how someone like you, because you know, I, I've been one of the people watching your trajectory um, from the sidelines and and admire everything you've done, man. And I, I said before you walked in <clears throat> that like I, I today is a day where I feel like I want to be inspired. And I find you incredibly inspiring mm, and, and 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 also successful. And it's interesting to me how someone like you who 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 has had all this success didn't have didn't find that I am enough until how old are you now? 30, 31? 32. 32. So yeah, I found that. Over the last two years, I found it. Like, is when I started to really get it. Yeah. And it's interesting now because, again, social media is so much noise on there. And, and kids are going to have to hopefully find that I am enough earlier. You know what I'm saying? Is there a self-discovery path you went on after your retirement that, that, that led you <clears throat> into this realization? I don't know, man. I just like fucking my wife and being a good dad. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's all I think about, man. I just think about my gorgeous wife who's got my back, holds me the fuck down. And my son, and like when when you realize that that's all that matters, and their health and happy, like that's it. Like I think about this money or how much money I've made or have or this or like none of that shit really matters. I mean, it's dope. Who doesn't like fucking going to Nobu and Mastros and shit yeah, and yeah, fucking yeah. eating bomb steak and buying quarter million dollar cars and but like for how long? You know, it's like. Old. It does. It gets old. Just like the number one albums or this or that. It's like why you think I just dropped the most boom bap album in the mainstream as my last album on Def Jam because I was like fuck it if I wanted to make a bunch of money you know what I would have done I would have called Marshmallow which I already have and, we, and we've <laughs> talked about doing music and I've been like we're gonna do this as the, as the last album and just fucking take over and Def Jam's coming at me right now with these police sirens. <laughs> they're, they're here they're here bro. no but what I'm saying is I did it because I loved I, I, I just now I don't do anything I don't enjoy yeah. or love 
And I'm at a place now where if somebody thinks I'm arrogant or an asshole or this or that, I don't give a shit. I know me and I know that I respect everyone around me, but I'm just a grown man on his Larry David shit. I don't have time. That's why with homie who came and walked in, like I wasn't being an asshole. I was literally, I shook my man's hand. I looked him in his face and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm in the middle of a conversation right now. I'm going to see you in a second. Like back in the day, I would have been like, oh, um, excuse me. Uh, man, fuck that shit. Time is money. He's a real one. And now we're here having the best conversation ever, man. You can't second guess yourself or second judge yourself. You have to have that confidence. And if somebody feels some type of way about you, they really have a problem with themselves. Yeah. So do you think it was mostly having like a, <clears throat> a, a level home and, and finding a girl and having a kid that pushed you to that spot? Or were there other, <clears throat> because as someone who has struggled through a lot of trauma myself and, and mental health issues that I deal with on a daily basis, I'm not only inspired by you, but also curious about your path because I, I still deal with this shit every fucking day and every day is a struggle for me. And so I'm curious, was, was that like the, the, the key catalyst for you finding internal peace and happiness or were there other, uh, were there other steps that you took? Internal peace and happiness. <laughs> Do you have that? Fuck no. <laughs> that doesn't Damn it. Exist, I man. thought you were about to give me some No, that's answers, what I'm saying. Right? That, you want the answer. The answer is, it, is it, it's, it's never ending. It's like a piece of art. Like, look at this art next to you. Like, you know, or, or, or listen to music, whether, whether you listen to Kendrick or Drake's dance hall, dope shit, or having fun or whatever. It's like art is, 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 a, is a journey of chasing perfection. And, and perfect is just impossible. And I think the same can be said about our mental health, about balance, about anxiety, about all these things, man. It's like... I'm not perfect. I go to a therapist. I see a therapist. I, I utilize the tools that she gives me to do the best that I can to better myself so that I can be a better me, first and foremost, for me and love myself and be nicer to myself and kinder to myself because I'm very hard on myself. And then in doing so, I'll be a better father. I'll be a better husband, friend, boss, interviewee, like whatever, man. So it's like when it comes to when it comes to health, mental health, and when it comes to your own personal happiness, bro, that's a relationship with you. And I think it's about asking, like, yeah, you like looking to be inspired. I feel that shit. Sometimes I'll be on TikTok because I'm not on social media, but every once in a while I'll grab my assistant's phone or something. I always love some shit that makes me be like, damn, it, it, you know, it'd be some like really ripped black dude who's like, get out of bed, motherfucker. You can make it happen. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I can't make it happen. Like I just quit fucking nicotine. I, oh, I, nice. I quit hard liquor. Like I just been like, I just been on one. And I think, I think that question is a really beautiful one because it's important that we do the best that we can to seek um, not affirmation, but guidance in others, regardless of, uh, you know, monetarily where they may be or success, but even just everyday people. I've learned some of the illest shit just talking to somebody at a bus stop or, you know, waiting in line at like, I don't know, fucking movie theater or something. You just, you know. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Never know what you're going to get. So I would say keep that mentality of, of, having conversations and being open because I'm I'm a student 
not just of music, but of life. And I'm here to learn every day, every day. Trying to start a business, but don't know enough about marketing to do it yourself and don't want to waste your money hiring a sketchy agency. Well, Agency Box is the world's first automated marketing tool that gives you access to everything your business needs to grow. Serving over 4,000 businesses, Agency Box allows you to start or grow your business with world-class lead generation, web design, press, SEO, and more, all for less than the cost of a single freelancer or contractor. Plus, many people have created their own successful agencies just reselling their services. To learn more, go to agencybox.com slash Logan and start building your empire today. That's agencybox.com slash Logan. Can I use Agency Box for the new business I'm building? That's right, Mike. Just go to agencybox.com slash Logan. Now back to this episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human led, tech powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. The show. What you're saying transpires really nicely into your music, mm. your art. Thanks. Which is interesting. Y'all got COVID over there? Y'all coughing and shit? Nah, just... I, I might. Okay. No, he doesn't. I'm he just, just tested. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Thank God. No, no, I tested yesterday. Me too. You fine? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm, just, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just playing. No, no. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting day. I need to be inspired to stop coughing. <laughs> Uh, not you 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 say really meaningful stuff in 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 your art, and it's interesting because it, it, as a hip hop guy, that doesn't seem easy. Mm. And I'm wondering if that's one of the things when 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 you're saying you're getting uh, critiqued or criticized or, or were in the past about your music. Is that one of the things? Is it not enough hip hop? Is it too inspirational? Are you trying? Do people write you off as corny sometimes? And does that bother you? Is that uh, it an assumption did. I made? No, 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 no. It did, for sure. I mean, once again, man, having that realization of like, oh, bro, there is no spoon. Like, The Matrix. Damn, I'm quoting an old-ass movie. I be saying that sometimes, and people are like, what? If somebody, <laughs> oh, says, no. if somebody says that to you, you're in the wrong room. Yeah, you anyway. Know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> agreed. There, there is no spoon. It's like we, we create these things in our head, and then we also allow, you know, other people's essential affirmation of those things. Like... You know, the, I think the best way to put it is, you know, um, like the Breakfast Club, right? Like when, when Charlemagne would say something about me years ago, it cut extra deep because before I was ever known, I was just a fan of his show. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I love this show. Mm. I'm the community and culture watching and pushing this show. Mm. And then you're on the show and then people shit on you and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. And then you get older and you realize none of that even matters as well. Yeah. You know, so... I think for me, yeah, I I was too nerdy or, you know, rapping about sci-fi and solving Rubik's Cubes and like doing all this other shit. But guess what? That whole time I never stopped doing me and I still don't stop doing me. And it's very difficult to be yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't uh, stand out and fit in at the same time. And it, it, it is hard. It's hard to be you. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's hard to be yourself and to be like, yo, this is me. Because a lot of, and I'm not scary. talking, I'm talking about everybody in this fucking room. It's hard to be like, this is who I am. Because there's somebody out there that's going to shit on you. And f- you, bro, I, I've seen, just wait till you see, I got some music coming. And that shit is crazy. And one of them is about how, you know, I've I've read how people tell me that they hope my baby dies. Like. That's nuts. Yeah, but that's what I see when I go on the internet. Guess what? That's why I don't go on the internet. I'm re- yeah, yeah, but. 
That's so ridiculous. Well, of course it's it is. Yeah, so so is a bunch of people going to celebrate the 4th getting shot up in Chicago. What the fuck? This is the world we live in, man. It's so, broken. It's broken. And guess what? I ain't going I ain't finna fix it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the best that I can since day 1, since I've been here for a decade professionally to spread my message of peace, love and positivity. And that's it. Take it, leave it, love it, hate it. This is logic. This is who I am. Sick. I love that. <laughs> anyway, do you ever love feel fucking like my wife. When- <laughs> <laughs> he just gets it's up. great. <laughs> uh, uh, as an artist, when you create, you're telling a story about your life. So I could, I could, not that I could tell because I did it, but just from reflecting on what you just said, it's, it must be so difficult to tell a story about something that means so so much to you, and then people just shit on it because now it's not <laughs> now it's not your art they're shitting on. It's literally a piece of your life that's mm. fragile. It's amazing that you say this too because sorry if I interrupted you because uh, like 99 fucking percent of rappers are a. Uh, a mask. They wear a mask. That's not really who they are, you know. And respectfully, Takashi Six Nine is a prime example of this. We, we, it's very evident, right? I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying that he puts on this, this, this character. Especially if you judge based off what he said in court. That's not my fucking business. I'm not calling Takashi Six Nine out. I'm just simply saying when you have these people, that's like, I'll kill you, murder, drugs, this, da, da, da. When, when you shit on somebody's music like that, I wouldn't shit on his music, but if there's somebody out there that's like, oh, his music is whack, what they're really saying is he's whack and he's this, but he's like, I don't give a fuck because this isn't even really me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or an artist like that. So if I'm, I don't know, if if I'm taking, I ain't start, trying to fucking start beef with 6 9 I'm just using an example <laughs> that there are some rappers out there that are more about a persona and a personification and because of that when people shit on their music or shit on them it doesn't matter because they're not really portraying who they are on the record me i'm out here talking about changing my son's diapers and shit so if you say that's whack or you hope he dies or you call my wife ugly or you say all this other shit that's difficult you know yeah Uh, here's another thing i i was just thinking about when we talked about this microphone when michael jackson released thriller Mm -hmm. there wasn't the internet we yeah. weren't getting feedback from fans. We were getting feedback from professional uh, critics that weren't saying, yo, I hope your baby dies. Yeah, also that album didn't do that well at the gate too, which is really crazy to think about. But anyway, yeah, agreed. But sometimes the world isn't ready for your art, but later on it could be. So being authentic is number one. Yeah. Uh, what is the most exciting thing about this album? Because, dude, coming back from retirement, people are going to have their eyes on you. 100%. Yeah. What is your scariest part of releasing it and your, and your favorite part of releasing it? I made the album in 12 days so I could get off Def Jam. That's my favorite part. I'm off. Damn. Track. So you just threw that out there like that. Yeah, hundred percent, bro. I made the album so that I could leave, and guess what? I left them with some of the dopest shit I could give them. It's not like I just wiped my ass. Like, what am I excited? I'm excited to be independent. I'm excited to to do my thing, and I'm really happy to know that I've represented. And Loki was the face of a label, one of the illest hip hop labels of all time, and that I sold millions and millions of records and gave them billions and billions of streams and and that it was a good partnership, you know what I mean? And I'm, I, I couldn't be happier to get the fuck out. <laughs> I, have, I have a two-part question. Yes, sir. Parlaying off of that. Uh, for you, musically, how do you define your success? Oh, shit. Like, what, what are you looking at? <laughs> Damn. That's a gangster question. It's so loaded. <laughs> it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a potato. Because I, 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 I got a second one, but... Um, how do I gauge my success? Man, that's so hard. I think it also depends on when you ask me that, you know, because it's like oh, in 2018, I would have gauged my success by everything I was doing, selling out arenas and mm. being on the radio and all this other shit. But if you had asked me before 
one eight hundred came out, like that song, and then I followed it up with the Marshmallow Records or Eminem or this, that, and a third. I would have just gauged my success more so by um, money, which is funny. And then if you go before that, I would have gauged my success by what I gauge it by now, which is how happy am I and how much of my heart is going into the music. And it's 100% of my heart. Which I love. Yeah. So then the second part of that question is uh, being a creator, I know what it's like to disappear and then that fear of especially if you oh, gauge success man. of returning yeah. right oh dude and and if your success has anything to do with numbers are you fearful of of returning and maybe it's been a while you know like do you feel rusty at all are you confident in the art it, it does it not even matter to you because the, the your body of work is strong enough in your head Man, y'all motherfuckers really just research, we do the, man. We Thank do this you. shit. I appreciate it. We do this it. shit. Yeah. Uh, we actually the number one podcast in the world. Yeah. Oh, flex. Well, <laughs> so brought to you by Prime. <laughs> there he goes. Ice it's in a plant. You I love the plant. Especially that one. No, actually that one. Um, it, is a, it is a scary thing, but then it just depends on what you want. It's like, bro, I think my... I don't even know the official number. You know how many, you know how many albums I sold with Vinyl Days? In a week? 25,000. Do you know how many albums I sold? My last album that came out, 250,000. Now, two years ago is when I dropped that album. And two years ago, I sold 250,000 units. The world is changing drastically. And the reason I say this is because, well, one, um, my merchandise, Warner, fucked up my rollout. But it's all good. I won't get into it like I did with Def Jam. But zing, it's going to be great. We're going to figure <laughs> shit out. <laughs> So they lost me a couple albums uh, sold, but whatever, it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is, is like, bro, isn't it crazy that, you know, I'm not stupid. People were like, oh, Logic's album's better than Drake's and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it ain't even a competition. Who gives a fuck? Like, I don't give a shit. But I find it funny that this is arguably one of probably my most well-received album, at least in the culture of hip hop and in that circle that I've ever done. And isn't it funny that it's like when I'm out the door of the label and I'm like, I don't even give a fuck. Here you go. And everyone's like, oh, we really love this. And it's being praised so much, but it sells like shit. But that's usually the way it goes, right? <laughs> like you find these albums with critical acclaim that just don't get the same audience feedback. You know what I'm saying? Because the critics are a very different audience than the, than the mass I think there's a lot of things going on. I think music is in a different place. I think streaming is is in a different place. Well, they're bought. They're not even real streams. And I think legitimately, uh, I didn't make a pop album or single or song on purpose. And I think if I did that, if I literally called, you know how many fucking people I know? And if I had called this producer and that writer and this singer and that, and we all got together and blah, 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 and made fucking... 20 million dollars you know what i mean like off a song like i could have done that's not i'm done with that shit from 2018 to 20 2019 that's what i did i went and i made a lot of fucking money and i made so much money and it was awesome and then i was like ugh. i mean i'm comfortable but i'm not really happy what would make me happy you know what makes me happy listening to slum village lupe fiasco and making Let's beats go. like jay dylan and fucking rizza and wu-tang clan and listening to nas and fucking big pun and most deaf and dope ass shit and having fun and fucking watching anime and fucking my wife and doing these things <laughs> that's what makes me happy i'm gonna make a fucking my wife compilation yeah, so that's what i 
that's what I want to, that's what I want to focus on now. And that's my message to any and everybody out there is like, bro, just do what you love. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to make another song with Marshmello. I'd be a fucking idiot not to, to have a fucking big record or at least try to have one and have fun with my homie. Who's like the nicest guy ever. Like, like the best. Yeah. It's like, why wouldn't I do that? But I think there's a, it's like, ask yourself, why are you doing it? So what's the thing I just said? It's like to have a great collaboration with somebody that I genuinely fuck with and I love this dude. And we both know we're popping is going to do dope and and that's cool and we, we can make some money. But I don't think the first thing that's in your head should be making money. And that, that's why when I made 1-800, I wasn't in the studio like, oh yeah, this suicide song about the bump in the club, dog. Like, <laughs> no, 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 bro. I was over it. I, I, I had tried to chase a hit my whole life and never got one. What I had was hit albums because I have fans who love me and appreciate me. So I had these albums that I was doing, but I never in my life had a hit record. And and it was the last song on the album, Everybody, on my third album. And I was like, I don't even want to do this. Like I put it off, I put it off. And then I did it. And I did it because for years, fans have been like, you saved my life, you saved my life. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like I've never even tried to save your life. And I was like, damn, what if I actually tried? What if I legitimately tried to make a song to save somebody's life. And, I, and it was this song. And it fucking blew up. And I was like, I would I would have never in a million years thought that this was the song. And guess what I did? I fucking biracial Tiger Woods followed through with that motherfucker. And after that shit, you know, hit the whole stratosphere, that's when I, I, I hit him with the, the Everyday Joint by Marshmello. Yeah. And then the Bobby Tarantino um, project. And then the Eminem record. And then I was like, all right, fuck this shit. I want to rap and have fun, and I retired, and now I'm here. Impulsive. Who's <laughs> the whole story in five seconds? Yes. It's fu- it's funny because I, I kind of liken what he's what he's talking about to the issues or like feelings you used to have about daily vlogging when you were checked out. Remember when you would just be like, dude, like I yeah, I hate I'm just over it. Like I just don't like doing this anymore. You're making so much money. You you know you you. People are telling you it's what they want. People are telling you this is the thing that you should be doing. But it's not until you take a step back, a very necessary break probably, that you realize that, yo, there's bigger things in my in my life. Because this career is not your life. I think that's the biggest realization. You get so sucked into the career and you, re- and you don't make that realization that this is not life. This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. You know? Yeah, I think it's also really hard when everybody's in your pocket. You know, I, I just wrote this line yesterday in the studio. I said, uh... Everybody that I love is on payroll. Yeah. And so that, but guess what? Logic writes a bar like that and people are like, this shit's whack because they can't relate to it. So here I am on my Watch the Throne rapping about some luxurious shit. But really when you think about it, it's all about how you do it, right? So it's like sometimes, I'll, I'll give you a prime example. So it's like, nice. I came up, I came up rapping and I was a kid going, you can make it, believe in yourself. But I wasn't really talking to the audience. I was talking to me. I was literally looking in the mirror. And I'm rapping. Whatever you want to do, you can attain it. Persistence, determination, realism. Wanting success more than your next breath. Peace, love, and positivity. You can do it. That was me talking to myself. And then 
as I got bigger, I started talking about those things, money problems, family problems, all this other shit. And as I progress and I progress, I go from the underdog to then making it. Mm. And then when you make it, now I'm out here talking about, damn, just like when I was like, damn, it's real, it's real hard juggling change. Now I'm out here like, yo, I'm juggling millions. So some people might feel as though, oh, he changed now or he's different. But really, I'm rapping about the same exact struggle and hustle. I'm just at a different place in my career. So when I say everybody that I love is on my payroll, that doesn't mean that I pay people to be my friends. It means that my best friends and loved ones, I'm lucky enough to actually work with. But with that comes an incredible weight because sometimes the shit don't work out. It could be difficult. While it doesn't relate to most people, I think it relates to most of us. I mean, like everyone in this room is, is family in a way. You know, we're a team. And uh, I, I also think it's important, especially if you want to create the most effective content and media, that the people around you are people that you vibe with, people that you love and trust. For sure. Yeah. So, like, we, to we totally get what you're saying. I, uh, I want to talk about 1-800 real quick. Yeah. Are you aware of the impact that that, had, that song has had on the world? Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Congress wrote me a letter, so I'm pretty aware. That's insane. That's insane. I know. What did, uh, what did it say? Just like a thank you? It was like, you're the shit. No. <laughs> Congress. I <laughs> 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 love Congress. <laughs> no, they just, they just, they thanked me for, uh, for the song. And, and, you know, after the study had come out, proving that it actually had saved lives and yep. shit. And, you know, I, I had written, um, I was asked to stand before Congress, um, but I couldn't make it. Cause I had rap shit going on. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Stood up I was gonna say, yeah, well, yeah. Why would you not do that? Uh, I had some personal shit going on. You know, uh, you know what I needed to do I, that day. I needed to do whatever I needed to do that yeah. day. So that's what I did. You know, um, and but I wrote him a fire letter. Sick. I forget what I said. I, we should get it because it's really it's pretty gangster. And I wrote them this just really beautiful letter, and um, it was read uh, on my behalf before before them. And then they wrote me this really cool thing back. But enough about me. I can't believe that it affected the world. And um, somehow 24 karat gold still won the Grammy. God damn it. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I joking. love the shots. I know. <laughs> no, I know, but it's such a great song. Like he killed it. He deserves it. What was the, what was the actual inspiration for making a song about the idea of taking your own life? Right. Or like, Cause you came up in a in a household of trauma with addiction, so why not a song about addiction? Why not a song about anxiety? Why the specific act of suicide? What was it that made you want to make that song? Well, it was because people saying that he they saved well, his life. Well, oh, he said it. <laughs> I'd like to hear logic <laughs> answer the question. Thank you, George. Were yeah. you there? Well, I do hear what George is saying. He sort of did already answer the question. Yeah, so but not like, really, you're but a not, fucking idiot. Well, no, well, but well, not the way he wants. Yeah, he wants yeah, it. Well, I know how he wants. I get that side too. Slightly different. What was it? Wait, what was the exact answer that you already gave? <laughs> now that my co-hosts have turned on me <laughs> this is fun this is great um well i have done songs about addiction even even i have a song called nikki about it's like a breakup song with essentially about giving up nicotine which yep. is really difficult and then now i was on it and now i'm off it again and so that's a whole thing in 2015 i was uh i just finished my second album it was called the incredible true story it's like the sci-fi nerd album it's fire i love it and um, I decided that I wanted to do like a fan tour. So I got a tour bus and I went from California all the way to New York and stopped at like a million fans houses in between to play them my album early in their house. 
and eat dinner with their family and hang out and play video games and just do all this other shit. And like 90% of these people, all ages, religions, colors, creeds, everybody, right? Was like, your fucking music saved my life. And that's when I'm like looking these people in the eye and I'm like, damn, why would you say that? And then they would give me like specific examples of like things they were going through or what songs or, you know, how, how like me and, and the adversity that I, I'd gone through, not only personally in my own life, but then in hip hop or in entertainment and them basically being like, and you never stopped and you never stopped being you. And you told me that I could be me. And I'm just like, damn, kid, I was just bullshitting myself. (laughs) You know, damn, this really works. And then through that, realizing that my words have power. There's somebody out there watching this, whether they're laughing with us or learning with us or whatever. Like, this is because of what you guys do. You're changing people's lives. And I know you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's sometimes there's those moments where you're like, oh, shit. Like, this is this is really crazy because we anybody can be desensitized to anything. And I think when you're in the limelight, the spotlight, and in a position of power, sometimes you forget. It's like, you know, oh, yeah, let me give this family 20 Gs or let me take care of somebody's rent for a year. Or it's funny because I'm talking about it, but a lot of shit I don't talk about. It's like nothing to me. But then you realize like, damn, this person sends you a video of, of her three kids and they all used to live in a garage. Mm-hmm. And they all have their own rooms now. And you're and you're just like, damn. Like, it's different. So when this person was like, you saved my life, I was like, now I see why. And I see how much power I have. And I don't want to fuck that up. I want to do the best I can to, to spread a positive message. And also it's like, you know, after spreading that message, it's important to also have fun. And that's why I do, you know, pop records every now and again or whatever. Because it's like, enjoy yourself. You also use that opportunity to make money. For, for your well-being and, 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 and your son's trust. You know what I mean? And I don't mean trust just in you. I'm talking about his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Impact, impact is hard to measure. It's, it's, uh, it's difficult to see a comment that says, you saved my life and, and, uh, and understand truly the That's, that's that where sentence. my question was coming from. That's why I was saying why. Because like, obviously I get that comment all the time, but it's about heroin addiction. I, I was I, like, I, why, I, when people say to you simply, you saved my life, that doesn't automatically lead you to believe, oh, they were going to commit suicide. They could have been a heroin addict. They could have been drinking and driving all the time. Like, yeah. my question was, do you have any kind of uh, intimate relationship with the act of suicide? Have you ever been driven to kill yourself? Has anyone in your family ever tried to commit suicide? Like, what is the intimate relationship that exists there between yourself and... and yeah, I've known folks that have killed themselves that I really loved or grew up with. And, and I've thought about it, but not to the extent where it's like, oh, I'm going to do this. It was more like intrusive thoughts or what ifs. And, and, and such. It was never like, all right, here I am. Here's a gun. Here's a knife. Here's a rope. Here's a this. Here's a that. I was never at that point. But I have been to the point where I was so scared that I was like, oh, shit, I think I'm about to break. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a scary place to be. So I could only imagine the person who either then, then does break or lives in that brokenness for so long that they can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a sad thing. So when I wrote that record, that's the perspective of what I was of where I was writing it from. And it's like, it's a deep record, you know? And the wildest part is a lot of, you know, when it came out, here's what's really funny is when it came out, motherfuckers was like, oh my God, this is so deep. This is so impactful. And then it's on the radio and people are like, oh, this shit's played. <laughs> this shit's played. This shit's that pop shit. It's like, nah, man, it's not. I mean, I, 
I didn't even know I was making a pop song when I made the song. Funny, you want to know a fun fact? Fun fact is, I did that song for the Chainsmokers. Nobody knows this. I don't know why I never told the story. I did this song. I did 1-800 for the Chainsmokers. And they sent me, they sent me a completely different, that I made this beat. They sent me some other shit, and it was like some dance Drake, the, the, that new Drake. It was like, and I was like, I've been on a low. I've been taking my time. <laughs> and I just like kind of flipped it. And I was like, I want to I want to take this positive instrumental and like give it some grit. And so I wrote it. And they hit me back, and they was just like, I don't think this is it. Like they were, they were like, thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. It's a little too deep. It's a little too edgy. We just don't think it's gonna work. And I was like, all right, I don't give a fuck. We're gonna be upset. I was like, y'all call me. This is what I did, and you didn't like it. And then like a month later, it came out. It was the biggest song in the world. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, but I kind of understand. That's not a change. Drew and Alex's point too. It's like imagine trying to put that on an excess. I don't you think so. I don't, I don't, I don't, that's not gonna work. No, I get it. That's why I'm not upset. Right, like, right, right. I, I, those guys are cool as fuck. Like you, it's just, yeah. Did you well, worked out for any other artists. Now I'm kind of interested. Did I what? Did you write for anybody else? Well, I didn't write. They wanted me to feature on it, so I wrote it and I was like, "Here's my feature," and I sang it. That exact hook, I just took it and then just made a whole other beat and put it on that. Right. So, yeah, no, but I've, I don't, I've never really, I've never written for anybody. No. I just, I'm selfish. I'll just be making my own shit. <laughs> Are you excited about the Dragon Ball Z movie coming out? Um, I didn't know there's a Dragon Ball Z movie coming out. I'm not on the internet. That's a real thing? Is it live action? It's so good. The trailer game. Really? Yeah. Is it live action or anime? Uh, anime, of course. Oh, it's anime. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck. I, no, I can't watch. After watching Avatar The Last Airbender, and they just ruined that show for me completely. When they did like a an actual, it looked like Mike actually, but with the. I'm going to do so, so <laughs> didn't the Yu-Gi-Oh founder die? It's, 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 it's Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. bro. Yu-Gi-Oh, oh, yeah, I don't know anything about that shit. He just debunked everything he lived for in one sentence. <laughs> Way to go, Mike. Damn, he passed away. RIP. That's crazy. So look, you uh you found inspo um in part from what I'm gathering, uh traversing the nation, looking at these fans in the eyes, right, hearing their stories, really connecting with them. Then you make really impactful art. But where do you find inspiration now? Generic question, but let me let me let me elaborate a little more. Talking my wife. Yeah. So that's what it sounds like. You sound like you sound like you're yeah, sounds being like, a family man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Be, for for me and a lot of artists, I find I find the arts fascinating. Whether whether it's uh, musicians, actors, uh, content creators, everyone finds their inspo from different places. And and singer songwriters, I know some that will put themselves in extreme environments, highs and lows, just to find that inspiration. They'll go outside, they'll travel, they'll meet people. But you're inside. Is it just internalized? Oh, man. I think I still have my experiences. And I think now through COVID and now that that's over and the fact that I'm about to be on the road again and stuff, I'm going to have a lot more experiences. So I definitely take my life experiences. But I think I think the thing that has been inspiring is this self journey in, internally. So kind of what you're saying, like being in, in COVID and not going anywhere and having nothing but uh, not nothing but but just time with my family, my wife, my son, myself, my friends a microphone beats an MPC. Like it's just been almost like the truest, rawest music that I've ever really made, you know? And sometimes I'm just having fun. Yep. Sometimes I'm just having fun and I'm just like, look how good I rap. <laughs> By the way, yeah. great time to retire. 
<laughs> oh, I know. Tell me about it. I dodged such you a bullet. You came up so hard on that one. Huh? Everybody did. was tired. They just didn't announce it. I know. And I feel bad because think about how many artists like just starting to get a buzz and they're just doing their thing and they just announce a tour and they just put all this money so into bad. their shit. And then it's like COVID hits and all their shit's gone and these are artists that we might never hear of now. Yeah. It's like sad. It's fucking sad. Damn. And it sucks. Um, but I came up. <laughs> fuck them no not fuck them but it, that sucks but i'm glad i'm I'm glad i decided to take time for my mental health and was rewarded for it you know what i mean like it is what it is man and but i any uh, there's artists out there that's like my journey now my journey is helping artists like even on this a- album i found like artists nobody knows on tiktok and shit and i just like took them sick and, and put them on here this one uh this one woman her name's nezi mamadou she came to America when she was 15 from Nigeria. Her parents brought her over here, put her through college. She works in finance. She's like 31. And I, bam, now she's on my fucking album. And she's like, when I go to Texas, I'm going to bring her out. She's going to rap her verse. She's incredible. Sick. That's where I'm at. Helping others, using, utilizing the power that, that we have. Because that's another question. It's like, why do so many rappers like don't change lives? Like you could change someone's life, life by giving them a feature, putting them on your album, doing the, get, whatever. And like nobody does it. It's like they'll they'll help their homie out. It's like I'm helping like 20 of my homies out. What about the person you don't even know that is so incredibly amazing? Like, what is it gonna take for you to just because you want to, but like discover somebody and be like, wow, this person's really good. Hey, call him up. Is it cool if we rap together? Like, that's what I did, and I still do that. Well, it's a leap. The answer is because it's a leap, it's a risk, right? You're putting a no name. You're, you're giving someone a chance who's never been given a chance at the highest level. That's true. And and, and when most, especially in the in music, rap. music industry, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you, you mentioned it earlier. A lot of artists are, are hiding behind the guise of their of their work, and people don't know who they are. You have a very sound moral compass and know what you want to do and and help. What are the the three like tenets that you peace, describe? love, and positivity? Peace, love, and positivity. Fucking his wife. And fuck, <laughs> uh, 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 and so, and so and not a lot of people have that mission. Well, it's also the street, the street, you know, this the yeah, street yeah. mentality is not one of handouts, it's but that's, not one of like putting people on, like random people uh, on. It's very much like who's in your household, who's in your squad, and and the opposite. It's making sure that the, the ops and the other people that you don't fuck with don't make it. I have you know a song with YG about just that, and really? it's, but it's mainly about financial security and how, uh, essentially, like. The older heads, because I talk about how now I'm an older head. Like, I'm 32. Like, that's weird. (laughs) Like, I'm so young, like, in the world. Like, I'm so young. Like, I'm a young millionaire. Like, I'm a (laughs) young guy. But in rap, I'm old as fuck. And so I kind of talk about how, as I came up, so many of the elite rappers didn't educate me and my generation on saving your money, investing your money, doing all this. They just put it all on their necks. And, you know, on their wrists and all this other shit. And because of it, a lot of people aren't here anymore. And so me and YG are kind of discussing that. And it's pretty gangster to hear YG talk about, like, yeah, be on your financial gang. I'm like, damn. (laughs) Gangsta. Well, it was like it was like Jay was like one of the first guys to. Yeah, really but Jay Z's like, fucking Jay Z. Respectfully, like <laughs> well, I love Jay Z, but it's like it's Jay Z. Jay Z's like, hey, invest your money, and I'm like, okay, Jay Z, yeah. billion dollars, <laughs> like, okay. I'm talking. I want to hear it from like. Well, Nips, Nipsey was big. On oh, that. that's what I, and that's Nipsey what I'm talking was about. A big speaker on that. Yeah, but there you go, two guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's no, but there's well, a also, lot. They they struggle with that themselves. So how yeah. are they going to really preach it if they can't even practice it themselves? I agree. I think there's a lot of fucking amazing people 
now, nowadays, like, you know, talking about Killer Mike is one of them, obviously. He's like the GOAT. So there's some really incredible artists. But I'm just saying mainstream shit, it's like they don't really talk about stuff like that. So I thought it would be fun to it's do like the opposite. YG about it. The opposite. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite. What car they got. What yeah. how, like. Which is cool, too. It's systemic, bro. It's like built in us to do that. I don't know why I have all these rings and shit. I just like it. <laughs> I like it. I personally like it. You know, I this right here, this is an investment. Like, that's how I see it. Um, and also I rap. Well, the watches actually are, the watches are yeah. great investments. I mean, that's a great, that's a great space. That's I agree. A safe investment. Yeah. I bought my first Rolex was for my son. Even when I bought it, he didn't even exist. It's like four years ago. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to give this to my son one day. And then I, did I, you wear it? Um, I wore it. Yeah. It's I, not for your son, man. No, I wore it. <laughs> I wore it. And then uh, I still wear it sometimes. <laughs> It's for it's for my boy. This is mine. The other one is in a safety deposit box now. Sure. This one is a um, I call this my racist Rolex, and it's in <laughs> Japanese. Nice. Oh shit! Why is it racist? Because it's blackface. I don't know why they use that term. I think that's bullshit. Can we t- can we talk about that? I, I, wa- I want to like tiptoe this nice. Fuck tiptoeing. Right. It's logic. <laughs> so so I want to tiptoe this. <laughs> so okay. So 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 you're so you're half black, right? Yeah. Because I know there's been like a lot of like that that statistic that that uh fact has been a big part of that criticism of your career. Yeah, like seven years ago. But yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what what? How do you feel about your own use of the N word? And like, is that something that you use like at all? Like, and is what, there an, like an extent? Are you allowed to give it out? Or are you not allowed to give it out? Is it like rule? a pass? Are you being funny? Yeah, no, now I, I want to hear a real... Hold on, I want the... Give question. Are you being... Are you fucking with me? I swear to God. Okay. No, they, they talk about it on social media. My answer is a little bit more, first of all, and then you could go... But they people talk about that all the time. I know I know very well that that, that pass does not exist. It doesn't fucking exist. You can't be given a pass. I don't think there is... I don't a, give a I, fuck who gives I don't think there this. is an end-all, be-all in any race, black, white, brown, whatever, that can define... Who can do what, say what, be what, how they should be. There is no end all fucking be all. It's just like, it's just like when I called Lena Waith and I asked her, I was like, cause I use the F word in a rap and I don't like to use this word, but I used the word because I talked about how somebody had used this word against me. And I was like, I said this thing and she was like, oh, okay. And like, she was like, yeah, somebody said that about you and you're just saying what you said. And I was like, hey, Lena, I call you not as the voice of all gay people or the voice of all black people or the voice of all gay black people. I call you as my friend who is a gay woman. And I sit here and I use this word about how somebody attacked me with it. And I'm just speaking my truth. And she goes, bro, your logic. She's like, somebody's got to really stretch their neck because you used a word the correct way and be angry at you about it. Yeah, but motherfuckers really be stretched. Oh, I know. Nowadays. Oh, I know. Also, I know. also, I'd like to elaborate. My, Georgie, I, I, please, I, for the love of God, pull the mic closer. I to your can't because he keeps falling. That's why I can't move. Do something about it. Like you got to wear headphones or something, George. Okay, I apologize. The reason why I elaborate because it did sound like I was being funny. So when I thank you so much. When I was growing up, I was called it in a different way. I was called the sand yeah. n word, uh-huh. and all my Middle Eastern friends use it, and some Spanish people use it, but I don't ever feel comfortable using it. So, like, what is the takeaway from that? I personally think it's, like, your culture and where you grow up. Like, that's just a real thing. It's, like, 
There's white people in the hood who use this word all the time. Motherfuckers could act like that's not it. Oh, and all their homies are black and they grew up in this country. It just is what so the fuck. So that's is. what I mean. Are, so there. I can't sit here and say what's right and not. I don't know. Like, I don't give a fuck. I grew up and, yeah, of course I use the word. Are you joking? What are you talking about? I'm fucking black. Yes. <laughs> but I'm not just, I'm also like, I like, I'm, I'm just walking down the street. I'm like making sure everyone knows. I got a biracial shirt on and shit. I'm like, this is my dad. Check out these pictures. These are my nieces. All right. What's up? You bring your credentials. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's funny because, well, it's not funny, but you bring up this this conversation you had with somebody about this derogatory uh, homosexual term, right? When you were using it just to talk about something that happened to you. We saw this happen with Rogan earlier in the year. Oh, yeah. And it's a very point. interesting talking point where it's like, can you even now it's, use the term in an educational? I think that's bullshit. And y'all could y'all could y'all could blurp it out, bleep it out, whatever. I said I open up about my feelings. They call me a f fuck you. I had it. My mentality was shattered. You want to know why I retired? Because I was uninspired and everything was fuck you. Pay me. You know, I, I try something different, and they say I'm not the same me. You can never tame me. I'd rather fail doing something new than doing the same shit every day. Fuck you. Like that's just the realest thing, and it's honest. And it's like, bro, it, okay, cancel me. Cancel well, me, internet, for spreading a positive fucking message and calling out these pieces of shit who use these words and being like, this is my truth. This is what the fuck I went through. I, I, get the fuck out of here. Like, are you joking, internet? But similarly to any other word that has entered that space. In intent. Yeah, it comes up with a with But a it's heated, no longer about intent. No, I hear what you're saying, but but it, but you have to understand like the the pain, similarly to the other word that we started with, yeah, in very different ways that is innately built into that term, death, fucking lifelong uh, shame, and sh and just all these feelings are built into that. So when people use it so flippantly, now by the way, someone right here, me raising my hand, who from east the east coast used both of those terms growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course I did. I was from that area. I use those terms all the time. But we but never now, used it in the way that people no, are so, so but, the, but the thing that I'm curious about is how do you, is it not okay to have an educational conversation around it? Because I, I believe the way Joe was using it in a lot of these videos that came out earlier in the year was to bring it up talking about Django Unchained and the way it was used in that movie, for example. Like, how can we talk about it without using it? Do you just use the letter? No, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to. It's, it's a very easy fix. What the letter? Yeah, bro, how hard is it to just not fucking say it? I don't say it. No, you I, don't. Right. No, yeah, I, yeah. I know, I know, yeah. I know. It's just... It, it, I think artists and creatives with intent do whatever you do, bro. It's like Chappelle. Chappelle uses both of those fucking words. Mm. And I look at Chappelle and I'm like... <laughs> like, I'm like, wow. I just learned a lesson. I laughed. He made fun of everybody at the same time. Yeah. He did that, da, 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 da. Like, there, there you go. Like, I, I think very few people can use the words and should use the words in certain situations. But guess what? That's what I said. I said, I think. I don't fucking know. I'm not the end all be all. It's going to be logic set on impulsive. <laughs> yeah. That you get like, it's like, bro, no, I didn't. Like, I don't know. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. And, yeah, and even when I said, what did I say? I said earlier, I said the F word. And then we're talking about it, we're talking about it, we're talking about it. And I'm like, oh, you motherfuckers want context? This is what I you said. You won't get it. It'll get bleep. You I don't give a shit if it gets bleep. It ain't going to make it. What I'm saying is. I don't think. It's yeah. I, oh, yeah, well. Oh, yeah, I, you'd be going against everything he just said. And it's on my album. It's on my album. Like, that just came out. Oh, your new one. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, you like I fuck. just it's out. It's there. But it, no, it's not that I don't give a fuck. It's that I give a fuck so much that someone called me a f- Right. And I went, "Damn. That really hurt my feelings. I'm going to write a song about that." See, that what you going to cancel fine. me? No, but that seems fine. But if also you're like at what point int- do we stop giving a fuck about cancellations? Realistically, at what point? Why are we working so hard to be worried about I what the audience I think pieces of shit should be canceled. If you're a fucking homophobic racist piece yeah, of yeah, shit, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, but doesn't it water it down when we cancel so many other people? 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you're right. You you're get what I'm saying? Right. It, I, I look at it like when the whole Me Too movement was going around and girls were just mad at a guy and they were like, yo, he just, and I'm like, bro, you're taking it away from the people that are actually deserving to get canceled. So, like, every fucking time somebody says something, like yours, I would hear it and not once I'd be like, that guy needs to go. But there's people in the world that are like, he needs to go. I don't get this. I will never understand this. On a much lighter note but sort of on the same topic uh you, you and i mentioned this you do have a really sound moral compass thanks i try well, well you've had it for a while I, i've struggled with this in, in especially in my youth especially when when money uh and and clout were involved how and where did that come from <laughs> was it the trauma dude i don't know everybody <laughs> always asks me this they're like what, what is it what is it and i always i guess like i cop out and I say God and common sense. And I don't even know if I believe in God. I believe in an energy and a spirit. I just don't think it's a white dude with a beard on a cloud. But I believe in something. Look at yours, George. And <laughs> I don't believe he's white either. And whatever, whatever, whatever that is, I believe in it. But he is on a cloud. He's on a cloud. <laughs> I can't wait till Judgment Day comes and then I'm like, yeah, I've told those jokes now. <laughs> yeah, Sky Dad. Um, but either way, like I respect... Just like when it comes to people's sexuality or race or this or that, like religion, it's a big thing. And I have my personal, how I feel about it. And um, I don't judge nobody and I'm with it, but I have no idea, bro. Like, I don't know. I got in common sense. That's what I say. I don't know. I don't understand how every other person in my family either was killing motherfuckers on drugs, doing drugs, sold drugs, dead like i don't that was the lesson but that was the lesson probably you know what i'm saying that was the thing that taught you to to not align yourself with that type of shit because what it what was the one thing but then the thing deep down that learned that lesson is what he's saying like what is it inside that where all my other brothers or cousins or this or that could be like oh i'm 11 so you hold the gun like this and i held the gun and i was like not cool all right let me just shoot it like twice okay all right nah this sucks like like there was this thing inside of me that just was like this is wrong. Like it's fun. I, that's funny. I feel like everybody has that, but not everybody could walk away from it. Do you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I feel like everybody does have that. Like this is wrong, but a lot of people are are uh, more scared of not looking cool or not going with what the world wants. I think that's the same reason I made and still continue to make music the way that I do because it would have been cooler for me, honestly, if anything, to go be like, yeah, I cooked crack as a kid, and yeah, I shot guns and I ran around and I did this and I did that. And if I had kind of glorified it in this way, and and I probably would have been accepted more. But I was like, fuck that. I like Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like Pokemon. I'm gonna buy a Charizard for 181,000, and shit's like half a million now. Oh shit! Oh, yeah, we never even got it. Whoa, that's when we first like connected. Yeah. yeah. Dude, good purchase vibes. And everybody on the internet was like, Logic's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Crypto, he's a fucking moron. All this shit. And I'm just sitting here like, nah, that's at 400K now. You 2X'd. Yeah, bro. In, in two years. Oh, let's go. Crypto. That's one investment. <laughs> no, crypto. Crypto. You, you, crypto's, <laughs> no, crypto's a five to ten year investment. Hell yeah. I don't Fuck look yeah. at my shit. I'm not looking at my nah, shit. Nah, nah, of course not. I know what it is. And guess what? Outside of that, I got investment. I got I got real estate in fucking Malibu. I got real estate in Oregon. I, I had real estate that I sold in Utah and fucking Sick. made uh, two million more than I fucking bought it for. Bro, 
Wise investments, ladies and gentlemen. You know, use put your money to work for you while you sleep. You're really scared great. about the what's about to happen here, this recession possibility or the markets or it shit is scary as fuck. fuck yeah. It's scary. I got my guns, I got cash outside of my shit. I'm ready. I'm hunkered up. Do you have toilet paper? I'm chilling. I got wet wipes. No, we ain't doing I got a bidet. You have stuff to barter with. I got wet wipes. And, and Charizards. Are we doing that again? The toilet paper shit? Is that about to happen again? It, it, it's like a, it's like a two year cycle now. The toilet paper uh, heats up. Like what? It was like two, three years ago, dude. Yeah. Toilet paper was the hottest thing, and then it became Charizards, then crypto, <laughs> and now it's gonna be fucking. Now it's gonna be toilet paper again. Like, do we do we start the run on the TP now? I'm so out of it, bro. <laughs> I'm so out of it. I think about how crazy the world is and like what's going on, and I'm I'm like I'm low key tapped out. I'm tapped out and I'm tapped in. Meaning the shit is so so i without a doubt believe there's way more good positive people things energy in the world than negative but just like comments on a youtube or instagram or twitter section the loud minority it's just always there they're the loudest they're screaming they're shooting they're this they're that and it's fucking difficult so me i'm i'm off it i don't ignore it by any means I tap in with my friends, with people I love, with people I work with, and I go, tell me what's going on in the world today. And it's like today I found out, oh, shit, Chicago got shot up on 4th of July. Today? Yeah, it's like so annoying. Yeah. And, but I, I'm, if it was that day, it would have been even fucking worse. Like, it's just, it, there's always something all the time, everything everywhere all at once. Horrible. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think you can fully tap out, man, because you're, you're far too motivational and tapped in and in a position where you can affect that you you no but see can't. but that's what i do i talk to the people that i love and i go please tell me what's going on in the world i can't be on a, a feed all day um literally just looking at people dying and Cancer. starving and this and that i can't do that but what i can do is my due diligence to sit down on days and go i want to know not fake news not this not that from people that i trust and love who are on that shit all the time because they care and ask them to educate me on what's going on in the world. Excuse me. I don't mean tapped out, like not on it every day, looking oh. at what's happening. I mean, like, like, I see this stuff too, right? And it, 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 it affects me. But I am in a position where I believe I can then affect change For sure, with yeah. what I see. And so are you. Yeah, but I do that in my music. He's got the output anyways. For, so, yeah. so for every tweet and Instagram that you don't see from me, like trying to be fucking fake woke, like half the internet. It's a line. In the- it's a it's a line or a song or an entire fucking album. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck that shit. My my biggest fear of all of it <clears throat> for myself, and I know for a lot of other people, is like you said, when you see it, it affects you. Mm. My fear is for a lot of people, it's starting not to anymore. Oh, that's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like that scares me. That's crazy. Like, bro, when you're sitting there and you see this, and people are like, yo, ain't that the most American thing ever? Going with your kids to watch some fucking a parade celebrating our freedom. Our freedom to what? Die in the streets. Like, this shit is fucked up. Do you have children? Nah. Wait till you have kids. Then it's even scarier, bro. Dude. I can only imagine. Yeah, when you have real. kids, then you're like, oh my God. It, it's just so terrifying. And then the hardest part is, it's like you're even more scared and then you have to go out in the world and then teach them to go out in the world and be like, yo, fuck that. Like, don't let these motherfuckers win. Like, be you. Smile. Be loving. Be happy. <sighs> I, y'all got kids that are the same age. Oh. It, would, would you? Two? two years old. Oh, uh, she's two? Yeah. Oh. That's, that's my manager, Jeff. After the July 4th, because it was pre-LA, I was like, oh, fuck. I'm going to go to fireworks. <laughs> like, 
I got to think about this. Yeah. And then you're watching the fireworks thinking, oh, these are fireworks. And not realizing these are other sounds. I was, I was in uh, Huntington. We were watching it. And I swear to God, I know this sounds really sad, but I had a one-on-one conversation with every single person that was there. I'm like, if you hear people screaming, swim into the water and meet me over there. Like, oh, wow. We, we were doing like drills with each other. We're like, what the fuck did we get to? Imagine walking oh. up to watch this shit and then getting the news. And in your mind, you're like, should I leave? Because I'm, I'm with thousands of people is this a place i'm right next to the pier is this a place that they're gonna do it like how did we get to a fucking place that we're, we're literally thinking like this every two seconds and it's and it's one thing for you to be thinking about it but imagine that every day in fucking first period in third grade yeah. these kids gotta go sit with their teacher okay so if someone comes in and your classmates start dying oh my bro God. like think about what traumatizing. we're saying traumatizing right now, bro like think about what we're fucking saying right now it's actually disturbing so, that we're in this place so so would you ever consider beyond just the music trying to affect change? Because you are articulate enough to go lobby in front of Congress to do X, Y, Z. You're not just a musician. Yeah, but I think I have done that. Like you said, like even bringing up Congress or things that I've done behind the scenes or with various companies, especially talking about mental health. I think if anything, that's kind of been my 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 intro. Like I'm I'm a huge mental health advocate and as other things. But I also love guns. I love guns. I fucking shoot guns. I own a million guns. I have, I have all the guns from John Wick because my boy fucking no way. makes all the John Wick guns. Uh, do you live in California? Um, I live in two places. So primarily I'm not- about Terran Tactical? Here. Yeah, no, but my boy Rookie, he, he fucking makes all the guns. Shout out to Terran and I appreciate all the love. But what I'm saying is like, so I could be like, oh, I love guns and somebody could want to kill me just because I, I could be like, hey, I think a woman has every fucking right to do whatever she wants with her body. And then somebody else could want to kill me. And it's just like everything that I say, there's somebody that wants to fucking kill me. They won't do that if, you're, if your uh, approach is dedicated to mental health. There, if there's anyone out there that's like, yo, I don't want people to help men- the mentally ill, like that, no one's going to say yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? So, so like, I know. I to- guess what I'm saying is, is like, yeah, I'm Mr. Pro Mental Health, but I'm also like low-key pro guns. And the only reason I'm pro guns is because there's a lot of crazy motherfuckers getting guns and I know I'm not one of them. Like, I'm not crazy. So I'd rather have a gun on me and do the best that I can to protect me, my family, and anybody else that I got. That's all I'm saying. That's a whole nother conversation for another fucking time. We literally just got into it. it I changed my bio because of it. Because there was a lot of people that sent me messages and they were like really upset. Please say you put 2A gun nut. Please do me a favor. Do me a favor and do this in the United States and make all guns go away. I'm with you. Well, that's yes, exactly where we take were. Take it away yeah, from yeah. the bad people. Bro, oh, please, we know no, no, yeah, take, them, take them away from everyone. Oh, no, yeah, I get what you're saying. Let's do that. Have, have us out here like, like England with the Bobbies running around with the, hey, hey, hey. You know, and they ain't got guns. With I machetes. Did, <laughs> I did see a video of I, motherfuckers that was horrifying. running through the streets. Machetes machete. this long. Oh, my God, yeah. But that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, if I, could, if I could, you know, flick my fingers and make the whole world a better place, I'd do it. And I think now that I'm getting older, too, I'm realizing, bro, like, not just that I'm no type of way. I'm just be real. Like I'm realizing my worth. I'm like, oh shit, motherfucker. I'm logic. Like I, I, <laughs> when I go somewhere. I'm logic. What I mean is it's not just. Oh yeah, but I mean even like I'm not just a rapper, man. Like I'm not. I've never been like just a rapper. I mean that's what I do. But like I could do. I could have done this show anytime. I didn't need an album to come out. And I'm starting to realize that. Like wow. Charismatic guy, <laughs> like people fuck with me. So now it's like other just realms and things that I can get into, not only in entertainment but possibly in, in politics or or this just different spaces. And I'm realizing that about myself, and it makes me happy because 
where a lot of other and I hate to say it, but like rappers in their 30s might be like tap dancing, like, look at me, look at me, like trying to do the dance on TikTok and all this shit. I'm like, I'm straight. I ain't doing all that shit. I'm 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 good on that. I'm straight on that. I, I just I would rather be me and not try to dance through hoops and mm-hmm. and be me unapologetically. And what I'm saying is I'm now at a place in my life where I realize like I don't have to just drop albums. Albums are dead. Singles are alive. Singles are alive. Yeah, albums are dead. I think I'm gonna stop making albums pretty soon. Really? And just fucking just be dropping music. That's for another time. Don't even get me started on these albums I got. I'm sitting on like five albums, so I got to hurry fuck up and release them. But I can't. I got to wait because I'm under a little clause with Def Jam where I'm not allowed to release music. And then once that's over, then I'm just about to go balls to the wall. Swag. When did you discover you could rap? Your, your style is fascinating. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a chameleon. Yeah. You know, like I, I've studied everybody, man, from Nas to Kendrick Cole to Big Daddy Kane. MC Light, Daddy Kane, Queen Latifah, Juicy J, Killer Mike. Top three right now. Everybody, top, top three. three right now. No, not right now. Just total. I have a story oh, about Big top Daddy three Kane. Total. Okay. Oh shit. Uh, Black Dot. Oh wow. Um, Dilla and um, fucking Common. That's Wait, just what comes in my head shooting. right now. Wow. And like what? What? <sighs> it, that, okay. So that's like a. I would never have expected that. Maybe from him, but it's like you ask anybody else, and you you can kind of like maybe sense where it's gonna go. Why why those why those specific? Because uh, those those guys inspire me. And get, next week it could be Thug and Gunna, and you know what I mean. You never know like what what zone somebody's in. But it's like those those are the guys like for me like Black Dot to me. It's, oh man, I think he's the greatest of all time. Like Loki, I think he's the goat. Black Dot, you know, lead singer rapper, head one of the front men of the of the roots from Philly, uh, discovered them on their, was it 94, 96 album? Uh, Do You Want More? I mean, just absolutely incredible. And and it changed my life. And so as a young, and back to what you said, probably like six is when I knew I could rap. And I still remember my first rap. Hey, my name is Bobby, but they call me B. I'm a young MC from the streets of MD. (laughs) That was my thing. That's great. And now I'll be on different shit. I live by the beat. I die by the beat since 1990. Ah. Live by the beat, I die by the beat like NPC Akai, who I named William after because I get bills from these beats. Fuck the industry. You know, we keeping it real up in these streets. Came up in a world that's office access, all that's promised, death and taxes. Don't give a fuck who be rhyming the fastest. My anxiety make me spit at a mile limit and I'm stuck in a clinic like Flynn Montgomery. Take a step back, tell me right now, boy, just what's your summary? Creeping through fireside. Smash the window at that fire ride just so we see what we can snatch from up inside. Till them flashing lights come round that corner, then we running high. Praying to God up in heaven, 11 tonight, and I got no alibi. My damn, dip to Stewart Town. Best not come round these parts if you knew in town wonder what my homies from back in the day living there are doing now running with my sister Jeannie schooling me like Mr. Feeney this the first time I heard a gunshot on the block growing pains three this the type of shit don't ever stop here come the cops shooting up the hood like black ops cause trigger happy people tra- tend to trigger happy people trigger happy police tend to trigger happy people and some people who believe we not equal shoot up the steeple my god if you exist then why you make life so hard if you exist the way you think is avant-garde if you exist you got a funny way of showing it what happens in the afterlife these people think they knowing shit and on that note i keep it g like track four kicking the door by notorious big don't believe me look that shit up i promise you'll find the key to this punchline feeling just fine listen 
We all claim it. We all say it, but it's no use. The greatest rapper alive is probably stacking produce. Introduce you to my train of thought. Snapping on the track like the illest conductor. With no contradiction, I brought my thought to the table. Fact and never fiction. Fuck a fable. Ready and willing. You better believe that I'm able to spit fire through these lines. Faster than fiber optic cable. I'm gone. That's the shit I be on. That's what I love doing. That's the hip hop I love. And guess what? I also love to turn the fuck up and have fun too. Do what you love. And fuck your wife. Fuck my wife. (laughs) God yes. damn, you were so talented, man. Uh, that's so cool. I wish I could do it, something, anything like that. What do you mean? You're shredded and you're fucking smart as fuck. And- but I can't, I can't, I've, I've, I envy you. I've always wanted to have a, a vocal talent, man. It's so cool. You got me. one. You're using it right now. You fucking command the masses. I want to do what you just did. I want to talk fast <laughs> and rhythmically. <laughs> you know, I felt that way about a lot of people. I used to want to be Kendrick. I used to want to be Nas. I used to want to be uh, fucking Brad Pitt's abs in Fight Club. Like, I, you you know, you want to be... Uh, exactly. Abs, I know. <laughs> um, he's a snack. Anyway, so, <laughs> you you know, you look at, these, uh, look at these people, especially through my 20s when I was talking about, like, trying to find acceptance and all these things. You want... To be that other person. I used to look at my handwriting and I was like, oh, this shit sucks. Like, I wish I had like a girl's handwriting. You know, that's all perfect and yeah. pristine. And it's like, now I look at my shit like, like it's one of the books from Seven, the movie, when he's like all yeah. crazy. And I'm like, this is kind of tight. And when you can actually look in the mirror and not to say that you're not, but, but really be happy and realize like everything is, not to say that you did, not a competition. <laughs> everything isn't a competition. I want to be, and like, that's a normal thing. It's normal to kind of want to be Somebody else. And I think if I didn't want to be Black Thought and Common and Jay Dilla and Slum Village and Illa J and Oh No and Mad Lib and everybody on Stone's Throw and all these different people, if I didn't want to be those people and study those people and know how they did their flows to the T and this and that, then I wouldn't be the mystique X-Men chameleon that I am as logic before you today. So um, I think you're really great at what you do. And I think you should be very proud of, of who you are and how far you've come as a human being and a man because you're a voice, man. Like, you really are. I don't fuck with nobody, bro. I think it's very... No, I, I, that, like, I, I, no, I know. I'm, I I'm, I'm honored to have you on the show, man. It, it, oh, it's it, my it, honor. I, I've been wanted to have you on for, for so long, man. And so, uh, trust me, man, your words resonate with me and I'm super appreciative. It's just... I. Hey, I wasn't done sucking your dick. Listen, <laughs> you, I'm serious, bro. You are fucking like, don't, don't. Come on, man. Oh, you saved my life, man. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, bro, like, take a moment. Look at the fucking wall. Like, bro, you've, you did it. Everything you could have ever wanted. And guess what? You did it even better because you had a dumbass fucking mentality just like I did, just like all kids do 10 years ago. Mm. And you, everything you could have wanted 10 years ago, you have times a billion and you have the right mindset with mm. it now. Oh my God! You fucking made it. Shake my hand. You fucking made it. Thank you, brother. Yeah, you should be proud of yourself. Shake my hand, brother. Thank you, <laughs> brother. That's a hard R. On that. I got a funny story about Big Daddy Kane. Oh, please. Uh, my dad owns a liquor store. Shocking. Uh, and uh, he calls me one day. Oh shit! And he goes, "Son, do you know who Big Daddy Kane is?" And I was like, "Who?" He goes, "Big Daddy Kane, man. Don't be stupid. He's a rapper." And I was like, "I have no idea who Big Daddy Kane is." I was young. I was like 16, 17. And uh, so I look him up, and I'm like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" And he goes, "Dude, he's with me right now." <laughs> and I was like, "Right now?" He goes, "Yeah, dude. He likes your music." So my dad would—he had a TV screen, and he like helped me with my music when wow. I was growing up. So he'd always play my music videos. And he walked in, you smoking a J. He goes, "Who the fuck is this dude?" He goes, "That's my son." And oh, he goes, wow. "No way." He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Why? Wow, he's young. He's really into the arts." He goes, "Why don't you guys come to my show?" And he gives us backstage passes to the show. 
So my dad goes, all right, till this day. This is so rare. Yeah, yeah. So he calls me up. He picks me up. And we're at the bar where he's just fucking throwing it back. In his mind, he goes, man, I, I, this is the door my son needed the whole time. So they're like, yo, Big Daddy came wants to see you. He just got done performing. So we went in the back, bro. What I mean, it was like a fucking fog machine when I walked in. This oh, is the man. first time I've ever smelled marijuana. And I was like, wow, this is, I'm feeling great in here. So I'm like walking. My, my dad's just like buzzing. All of a sudden, two seconds later, him, Big Daddy came, all his friends are taking shots and drinking together. <laughs> and my dad looks at me till this day. We always say this line to him. He goes, son, call your mother. We made it. And he just <laughs> thinks, <laughs> so now every time we have a really successful moment, I go, dad, we made it. Wow. Uh, I had to drive home and I was like 15. Was That's so a like, great story. Yeah, That's was, like a fucking amazing story. My dad's literally the best. He, I love Senior George. He's He is the he, greatest. He, he's like a really, he's like me, but like bigger, harder, and a lot more educated and bigger. Swag. <laughs> well, I feel, I feel good. I think this was a good podcast. This is fantastic, bro. Yeah, we won't keep you any longer. Uh, this has been amazing. Thanks for finally coming on, dude. You gonna be buying any more Pokemon cards? This is a personal. I need to know. I mean, I spent like 500 Gs on, on Pokemon cards, so I think I'm okay. Uh, a little more than that. I think it was closer to 750, but I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Chilling. I'm chilling. I think that's a good investment. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, can I just say one thing to everyone out there? Sure. Hey, everybody. It's your friendly neighborhood logic. I just wanted to say, have a great day. And you're important. And you're worth it. And I love you. Bye. This guy's fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, Logic, go check out his new album, Vinyl Days. Yeah. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you for listening to Paul, so the number one podcast in the world. We will see you next time. Take it easy. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.